So the discussion we had last week was about these birds that were set aside before Yantif. The person had in mind to use them. We had different ways of having them in mind. You spoke it out, you had in mind. And you then found these birds not exactly in the place where you left them. And the case the mission now we're discussing is that means you had them originally inside of the nest, and now they're in front of the nest. And the mission says asurin, which is a fascinating halacha. The assumption is that the birds that were inside left, and these are totally new birds, which certainly is possible, but probably not necessarily the case. But that's the way we have to be choshish. We're worried maybe that's what happened, and therefore the birds are not considered prepared. This sounds like of Chanina's opinion. When you have a situation <coughs> where there's a rove, that means a majority, karov, the proximity is going to be the other aspect, and they contradict each other, which one do you go after rove? Now, how does that apply over here? Here, the ones which are very close are the birds that are right over there, they're right in front of the nest. And that's the way you would assume simply that's where it came from. The ones that have a karov, they were close. Rove means from the rest of the world. It means there's Millions of birds in the world, world that could have come from anywhere, and the majority of birds are takasa because they're not prepared. So here, I have a question of rove. Did it come from the majority of birds which are asr, or from the ones which are close? And we seem to go after rove. That's the mission seems to hold. I'm rabbi, no, not necessarily. The case over here is bedaf. There was a board, there was a ledge that was in front of the nest, and there were plenty of other birds that used to hang out over there. Birds from where? From the alma from the world. So therefore, the proximity of the birds is not necessarily assumed to be the ones that are actually um, right there because the birds that come from all over the world are also hanging out on this board. And therefore now, you have no contradiction, the ones that are there could have certainly come from the, from the rest of the world and there's no reason to assume that these birds were from Karov. Rava says a very similar example, but a little differently, Shnei Kanin, there's actually two nests, one, thank you, one on top of the other. Two nests, one on top of the other. And what happened? And you only prepared, obviously, one of them. And now you're not sure. Did it come from the one you prepared? The ones Now the birds are in front. They're not, no longer in the nest you prepared. They're in front. So again, you have two possibilities. It came from the birds that are in your nest or the birds from the other nest. And therefore, it's not necessarily the question of carve and rove. Either which way, it could have certainly been the ones that are, the ones that are there are not from the ones that you have left. And Robin now takes it one step further. Not only if you actually prepare the ones in the bottom nest, did not prepare the ones in the top nest. And what happened? You found now the birds in the bottom one. You didn't find any, no birds in the top one. The assumption is that's the ones that you prepared are gone. And the ones that came on top, they made their way down to the bottom. Again, we're dealing with, we're dealing with birds which don't fly. These birds are young birds, they don't fly, so they have to make their way down, but they can. They can hop their way down from the top to the bottom. But the is even a bigger chiddush. Even if you prepare the top ones and not the bottom ones, and then you find now the birds by the top one, and the ones the bottom are no longer there. You still say it's us, and the assumption is it came from the ones which are on the bottom, even though it's much harder for birds to climb up than climb down. 
But we still say the ones you prepare on the top disappeared. They made their way upwards and figured it out. Again, even though it's very difficult for young birds to climb upwards, downwards obviously much easier, but still, you have to assume they may have been had the ability to climb upwards, and therefore, we're going to ask these birds that you found now by the top. Okay. Now, the Mishnah continues then and says, <coughs> that's true, that if the birds are found in the front, it's also, however, one exception. The only birds that are around are these birds that are, you prepared? It's mutter. Now, there are birds in the world. What does it mean there's no birds around in the world? How can that be? What's the case? If the birds can fly, there's plenty of birds that, can, that are around in the world. You can't say, there's no birds. Right? That's not a possibility. So, if we're dealing with flying birds, that means older birds that can fly, there's no way to say no other birds available. Yeah, there certainly are. It must be, we're dealing with birds that cannot fly. They can just hop. Very young birds, they can just hop. Now, so, there's, obviously, if there's, there's a limit to how far these birds can hop. So how far can they go? Gemara says as follows. If there's another nest within 50 amos, we can assume they can hop up to 50 amos and make it for the other nest. And therefore, that would be a problem now because you may have come from the other nest which you didn't prepare. So what must be? There's no other nest within 50 amos. And the assumption is birds don't have more than 50 amos. They're very young. They don't have the strength to do that. So it's posture. There's no other nest around. Birds can't fly. And these are the only birds that must be. So of course it's a motor. There's no other birds that can get there. The rule is, any birds that hop, they don't have more than 50 amos. So therefore, of course it's motor. Gemara says, you're right. There must have been there was another nest within 50 amos. So maybe it came from there. It was around the corner, which means that you cannot see from one nest to the other. Here's interesting logic of how birds think. Maybe you'll say the bird hopped from the other nest around the corner. The only time the bird hops away is if it could see back to its nest. It's not so secure, right? It needs to want to make sure it has still a place of comfort to go to. So if it can see its nest, it's going to hop. Vilo lo So now this nest is around the corner. This bird, we cannot assume it came from there. It's possible it came from there, but the assumption is birds don't leave their nest so they can't see where they came from. And they're, even though it's within proximity of how far they would go, but not if they can't see it. And therefore the assumption is that this nest is not where they came from, and therefore the birds are the same birds, it's going to be mutter. Okay, continues the Mishnah now, this Mishnah we actually referred to earlier, about different halacha of Muktzah now, Vishami Omrim, a notonus ali lakatsavlabas. You cannot take a a board which is used for chopping, right? The, it's the bottom, like the mortar and the pestle. You cannot take that and use it to chop meat. Meat obviously is not Muktzah, but normally it's used for grinding of things that looks like wheat. You cannot use that because it's Muktzah. Vishalamati says it's Mutter, even though it's true, it's normally used for a item which is Asr grinding wheat. However, he says that right now this thing has a permissible use to cut meat on it, to chop meat on it, and therefore that's okay. You cannot take skin that came off of an animal and put it down in front of the door that people step on it. What's the goal? When you step on it, you work the leather and make it turn, help it turn into leather. You cannot do that, even though it's not people's intention to go and work the leather. And the day since it's going to happen, you cannot do that. 
And furthermore, you cannot even pick it up. It's a muktza. It has a kazayas of bus, which means now it has a significant amount of meat on there. It's not major, but it's enough meat on there. Then now the meat is chashav, and therefore the skin, which is <coughs> connected to that meat, is, is, is not muktza as well. And Basil Amat, Basil is okay. He holds that even though it's true, it's being stepped on and being worked through this meat, we're allowed to go do so if it's not the intention of the people going home walking. Kamari explains now. Turn up. Everyone agrees, both Shami and Basil agree that if the if the meat was already done, finish cutting the meat, finish chopping the meat, at this point it's Asr. That means Basil was only permitting you to move this this uh item because you need it for Simchas Yantif to chop your meat. Once the meat is chopped, it's back muktzah now. Right? We know the famous case of the hammer. The person needs a hammer to chop nuts. You can take the hammer and chop the nuts. But obviously, once the nuts are being finished off, the hammer is muktzah again. It goes back to muktzah. Same thing over here. This thing is a essentially a muktzah item, and if it cannot be, if it has no use anymore for chopping meat, it's going to be back, back, back muktzah. Amr Abaya. is ba'ali. Mechalok is only by the bottom of this, this, this pestle, which is made for chopping wheat. Avo batav regami, if it's a meat, if it's really made for a meat board, made for chopping meat. Divir Everyone says it's okay, because why should that be a problem? It's not made for Tamukta. And the Lord says, you're right, Pshita, that's obviously. Ali Tanah, we said it on Ali. So why would you think that it also includes a Tavar Garmi, a meat chopping board? That's for sure should be okay. Kamor says, no. You might have thought that really when the Mishnah said Ali, it even included the meat board. It's coming to your Ali to that how far Basila goes. Even Ali is Mutter. That field of Shemal after the Isser, Nami Shaibi, something which normally is used for Isser, is also Mutter, Kamash Malon. That's a Chedish's note. That, therefore, don't think that Basil's, that the, there's a, there's a Tzad that Bishami would say, you cannot even move the meat board. Maybe he would say, listen, it's, 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 can't move that at all. And maybe you'd say that. No, Chedish is that everyone agrees, even Bishami agrees, it's fine. Ikadamri, Amrabaya, What's the chiddush of, of a meat board? Of course, that should be matter. So, Rabbi says, Abayi says that we're dealing with a new one. It's, it's true; it was bought, and probably this thing was generally used for chopping meat, but it's still new. That means it still has the ability to be cha- changed and switched to something else. Maybe they'll cha- switch it now into a uh, to a, meat, a wheat board, chop wheat on it. Maybe. So, maybe you'll say you're going to switch, change your mind, and not actually use it for meat. The Bishami says, no, you can assume if you bought it for meat, that's what it's going to be used for, and therefore it's not muktzah. Kamar says, really? He's not concerned for you might switch your mind and change the purpose of it? Vatanya. Bishami omrim, a different halacha. You cannot take the knife and the, uh, the, the butcher knife and bring it to the animal on Yantif. And all furthermore, you cannot bring the behemoth eats little tav of What happens? This is a case where your animal's far away from your knife. And the question is, can you bring one to the other? It's a, it's a big terecha, it's a big schlep to schlep, and maybe it's uh, quite a distance to go. So can you bring it? So you would say, why not? I'm, I'm doing something which is mutter. The concern is, maybe you'll change your mind. Not end up shechting the animal, and end up schlepping all this terecha for nothing. So Bishami is concerned about that. Even though right now your intention was to go and shech the animal, maybe you'll change your mind. Basil says no. Malikin says you can you can take it because he's not concerned in changing your mind. One case, another case. Bishami is worried about. 
Bishami Omrim, and Mulichin Tavlan Umadoch, Eitzel Maduch, you cannot go and bring spices and, and, and things that have to be chopped to the chopper to go and put it into your, right? So you have spices in one place, you have your um, chopper in another place to go and, and, and break up the spices where you have your pot and you want to go spice your soup. You cannot do that. Again, for the same concern, you might change your mind, not end up doing it, and end up traveling unnecessarily. The same thing, the opposite. And my soul says again, it's okay. Malikhan Zayat Zayat, he says, no problem, not worried about it. So when says, I don't understand. The Shami seems to be very concerned for ch- changing your mind. So why in the case of our case where you had this meat knife, I'm sorry, this meat, this, um, meat board, and you had a mind to use it, but it was never used yet, maybe, maybe it'll change your mind. And why is he so confident in Samokta? Kumara says, no, the big difference. Hachiyashta. Bishlam behema asilam luchay. Behema, you might come and change your mind. Why? This behema looks like a little bit uh, weak. Doesn't seem so fatty. So I'll ch- the reason why I might change my mind when I come to there and see the animals not so as kashmak as I wanted it to, when I see the behema akrita, I might go a different animal, the shmina mine, which is fatter than it. So there's a good reason why a person might change their mind. Kedera nami. I might change my mind and say, you know what? The soup which needs spicing, I'm not going to use that one. I might pick a different soup which is not doesn't need spicing. So there's a, <coughs> at least a logical reason why a person would change their mind. He might change his mind and not chop the meat. Once you shakta the animal, you have no option. You need a shop to meet because what are you going to do with it? It's going to go bad if not. So therefore, there's no logical reason why a person would change their mind once the behemoth is shechted already and say, nah, it's fine. I'm not going to go bother anymore. I'm, I'll, just, I'll just leave it as is. The behemoth will get spoiled. So therefore, it's not like the other cases where there's a legitimate possibility a person might change their mind. Here, it doesn't really seem likely. Okay. Then we add, Bishami Omrim, sorry, can I take this piece of skin, put it in front of the door, People step on it. Tana, v'shavon shemalichin alav baser litzli. They they both agreed that if you want to salt meat, so what happens? You have this piece of leather here, and you know you'll innocently salt your meat for tzli on top of it. Obviously, some salt will, will drop on it, which is going to in some ways help to help out this piece of leather. But he says that's okay, that's fine. There wasn't really it's a it's your your main goal is doing the. The malicha for the for the meat, for salting the meat for the tzli, and that's okay if a little bit falls on there, and that's fine. It's only true if you're doing a small amount, which is for roasting. That's only a small amount of meat, a small, a small amount of salt. If you're doing it for kedera, it means you're doing it for cooking, which needs a much larger amount of salt. That's too much. That that will, too much salt will get on there. We're not going to allow you to do that, even though that's your goal, seemingly to salt the salt the meat, but it's a large amount. And a significant amount will end up on this piece of skin. We don't want that. It's too much salty happening on Yandif. Let's sleep tonight. It says let's sleep. So why would you think you could do more than that? Let's say you're putting a on a piece of meat to roast. You're putting a lot of salt. For whatever reason, you want to put a lot of salt there. That would also be usher. That means it's the, it's the amount which is which is which is the problem. If you put too much there, that's going to be an issue. Further, you cannot go and salt chaylev. Chaylev is forbidden fats, which cannot be eaten on yantav, obviously, or, or at all. But <coughs> if it was, perhaps, you wanted to use them for giving to your animals and things that you can do that, it's not also So you might want to salt them. 
So the Mishnah you cannot salt them because it's not for eating, it's for only for storage purposes, and that's not something which we allow on Yantiv. It's unnecessary tircha. In Hafkan, you cannot turn them over to, again, if it's not salting, to make them better. He does allow you to do something to preserve it, to put it and spread it out in the, in the, in the uh, air, fresh air, on top of like posts you put on top of these things, and that at least would keep it somewhat fresh, it wouldn't get spoiled, at least it's staying out in the fresh air. So it means he does allow you, he also consider it allows you to do something for the sake of keeping it fresh. So first the Bidin says, we pass like a Yeshua, that says you can actually do something to keep this chela fresh. Ikadami of Rav Masna and Lachuk of Yeshua. Different opinion says, no, we don't call it Yeshua, which means it's Asr. So Bishlam Laman, the Yamar, Lachuk of Yeshua, it's okay to speak it out. So I'll go to Ayat Hamidan, Yachid, Rabbim, Lachuk Rabbim, because it seems like a singular opinion of Yeshua against the masses. You have to speak it out. Even though normally you go like the Rabbim, you go like the, like the majority opinion. Here, we're going like Yeshua. Kamash Malan, Halachuk Yachid. So it's telling you, Chedesh, by the way, over here, we go like the Yachid, like the singular opinion. Which means you go like the majority opinion. Pshita, that's obvious. That's the regular rule. You go with the majority opinion. There's a very logic, good logic for Yeshua. Even though it's true, we normally should pass like the rabbi, should pass like the majority opinion. But here it's very logical like Yeshua. Why? You're not going to allow you to keep the fats preserved. You might not check in the first place. Which means you want a shech for simchas yantif to have a geshmak of fresh meat but if we'll take a significant loss that all the chela will get ruined you might not do it so therefore we're going to allow you according to Yeshua to do something to keep the chela preserved that should not get ruined in order to not a person shouldn't renege on their decision to shech the animal not to lose the, the chela and Lema'is the Gemara is saying no Allah we don't pass like a Yeshua according to this opinion and we say it's awesome why is it which means that we do allow, according to B'Selel, <coughs> to, to have people step on it, and why should the same thing? That And the reason the reason why it, we allow you to do so is because if you don't allow you to keep the skin and have it somewhere preserved, again, the person might change their mind, they're not shechted. So, B'Selel, we pass like B'Selel, that's the opinion like B'Selel, we allow you to put the skin down, people step on it, else they keep it uh, somewhere fresh, preserved, it won't get <coughs> spoiled. So why would the case of the chayla be worse than the case of Beishel? Spreading out the piece of, of, of skin on the ground, that's what people can use if it's sitting on, it has other purposes besides just stepping on it, which preserves it. A person might say, why would the Rabbanon allow you to salt, to salt it? If so, the person will say, What's the difference between actually spreading it out or actually salting? A person might think you can even salt it itself. For sure, everyone, no, no one holds you can actually salt it. And therefore, the concern that a person might come to salt it itself disallows you to do anything, even putting it on the, on the uh, spreading it out for the sake of keeping it fresh. A person could salt many pieces of meat at one time. He only wants one piece of meat. Once he's doing it, he can say, listen, I'll do this meat, I'll do that meat. He's allowed to do other ones. It means even only one of them is necessary for Yantif. But once he's doing it, he can do them all together. And even more, he could sort of make it like a trick. You could say, listen, this one, I'm going to have, I'll salt it. So you know what? I'm not going to have that one. Let me just 
different one. And then pick it up, salt it, and then say, ah, I'm not going to have that one. So you really, you're, you're doing something which is a little bit um, work, a workaround to end up salting all the meat, but you at least have a sort of a, a, a excuse. I don't want that piece. Uh, now do this piece. Oh, I don't want that piece. And go to the next piece, and that's going to allow you to do that. So, okay, it's a harama. In other words, that, again, this is really the only, the only reason why this is us is because of tircha, extra tircha. So as long as there's some basis of what, we, what you may be doing, then we're not going to allow it. It's not a real balacha, right? So that's why it, we, we allow certain leniencies in terms of the, uh, in terms of the unnecessary tircha, as long as there's some, we'll call it, excuse for what you're doing. Next mission we had this earlier as well, Bishami Omrim, in Misalkan and Satrisan. You cannot take out the shutters on Yantif, who we sell a material in Aflachsis, allows you even to return them. Now, what's these treason? Am I treason? So the Gemara Amar Ula, Trisi Chanuyes. Trashi explains means these are not attached to the ground. These are like, these are like a, a, a stall standing, like um, a box or like a thing which you has shutters on it and you load them. And, and the reason why that's important is because if it was actually a of, of, a, of a house or of a store, then it's much more of a concern that's actually binion in a house. Kalim, which was discussed last week about Binyan Mikalim, much more, um, much less of a concern of Binyan when it comes to a Kali, which is what this is, is a utensil, and therefore a Basil is Mikal. We'll see more why, not, not necessarily because of, of Kalim, but we'll see why. And Mishami is Machmer, even by Kalim, he's Machmer, you cannot put these treason in or out because it's going to be a question of Binyan or steering Kalim. Amrullah. The three things that we permit the end because of the beginning. What does that mean? That means we allow something that if you didn't allow it, we're concerned someone got messed up in the beginning. Right? There's other cases of this as well. These are three cases relevant to what we're talking about. Let's see what the cases are. We'll see how this plays out. Elohim. Oral Darsen. The case of spreading the skin as we had before in front of the people stepping on it. Tris So we just spoke about the shutters of the Chanuyas. And Chazaras Rutiyab Migdash. And returning a bandage in the base of Mikdash, we'll see what that means. Rafa Amr, fourth case, Afa Bosea Chaviso, Umasno Besasso, Agava Regal. Means a person who starts using a barrel of wine or dough on the Yantif, he can use it and continue it. We'll see what that means in a moment. I'll leave it to you. It says you can complete it. We're going to explain each one of those cases. What happened? Case number one is Erlofnea Darson. Right? The case was you can spread the skin in front of the people stepping on it. What, 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 what does that mean? You want to shech that animal yantif. You're worried if, you just, if the skin will just stick, stick around, they'll get it'll spoil and get ruined. So we allow you to take this skin, put it in front of the door, people will step on it, which will preserve it to some level, and you'll save the skin. Why do we allow that? The reason is because if we didn't allow that, a person might not shech in the first place. Like we said before, a person was, is going to be scared, is going to lose all the, all the skin, it was good leather, to lose all that. So Basil allows you to do it because of the sake of self-mission to because if we didn't allow you to do it, we might be scared, you might not in the first place want a shacht for the loss of the skin, and therefore he allows you to do so. Gemara now explains. Tinyana, Gemara says, isn't that an explicit mission we said it's mutter? Gemara says, it's true, the mission said it's mutter, but you might have thought for a different reason. Mao de Tema, Tamaya de Beselo, the reason for Beselo. Shouldn't the Chazan the Migzel lie because you could sit on it? And if so, I feel Meraviant of Nami, even if the animal shecht on the Meraviant, the same Allah would apply because it's not really Mukta. Kamash will know. The reason why he allows it, Hitiru Sofish Mutkilasan. And if so, it's only relevant if the animal shecht on Yantif. The Yantif in, 
every yantif loy because the whole reason applies because I shechted on yantif. I might not do it if I can't save the skin. Every yantif, I, I could have preserved the skin other ways and should have done that. And therefore, the hatter would not apply for shechted before yantif only on yantif itself. Case number one. Case number two. Trisa chanuyes. You can return the shutters. Oh, and, and you can take them out and, and, and put them back in. Why? So the, the reason is because the Mishnah explains, Maybe the reason is because maybe even of the houses as well, where again it wasn't, it was a keli. What's the reason of this? There's, we wanted people to have stores open in Yantif. We spoke about this in Allah, right? There's <coughs> sometimes people need food in Yantif. So we wanted to have the stores be able to open. Now, if the storekeepers can open the store uh, and they can't close them, they can't put the, they're not going to do it. So we allowed them to take out the trees and put them back in, keep it safe for the sake of having the storekeepers open the stores. But that's only going to apply in a store, not in a house. If you had a house situation, it wouldn't apply. So again, selfish and cluster means we allow you to do this because we want the original intent, which is stores open. So the case of the bandage, the base of English, also it's a Mishnah. What's the halacha? This is talking about a Kohen who had some sort of wound. And we know that when he does the avoda, he can't keep his bandage on because there's a chatzitza. So he has to take it off. We allow him to return it back on. Why? Even though normally it's a question of of healing, has some ointments on it. The reason why he allows is because he wanted to do the avoda. If you didn't allow you to take off the bandage, you couldn't do the avoda in the first place. If you can take it off and not be able to put it back on, you won't do it because he's scared you'll be stuck without this bandage on and, and hurts or it's going to get infected or whatever. So the same halacha applies. We allow you to take off the bandage and even put it back on because we don't want you to avoid doing that voda. Kamar says, this is not a mission as well. You can do it in the base of English, not in the not in outside of the base of English. You might think it's only because the ancient first of means no drabon is the Mesa Migdash, and therefore the issue of Rafu is not an issue. And if so, maybe even a Kohen is not doing Avodah, you're allowed to do this. Kamashlo, no, the reason why you're allowed to do it is the Tiru Sofish with Klaus, and because of the allowance of the end, because at the beginning, we want you to be able to do Avodah. It only applies to a Kohen who's doing Avodah. The Varavodah in, the La Varavodah low. Someone's not doing Avodah would not apply. So that's the third case. Fourth case is the case which we end on. What's the case? So this halach is as follows. We know that in the during the regal, even though normally Amaaretz is assumed these things are tummy, we make a special allowance and we, we, we do not assume that during the regal because people are much more careful during the regal to keep things in a state of tyra. So the case was if a person opened up a barrel on Yantif, the halach is he can continue using that barrel and assume it's not considered tummy, even though it's Amaaretz. Because once it was opened, we want you to be able to finish it off. Because if not, he never opened it in the first place. He'd be stuck with this barrel, couldn't sell it. So we allow him to finish selling the barrel. Same thing with the piece of dough, with the, with the batch of dough. We allow him to start doing it once he finished it, once he started on Yantif. So once you start the barrel, this batch of dough, Gavarego, you can finish it. Gemara says, Maybe you'll say that it's totally mutter, and even if you didn't start using it, 
Kamash Lono, it's only if you start using it. And the reason is it's only if you actually start using it, and therefore if it's not started, then it's not going to be Mutas. We don't want you not started because we want people to have wine and, and the dough that they have for the Yantif. Vula my time, you like, so why didn't Ula count as one of the cases? Haplukta, like Kamari. Kamari says, because Uplukta was a Machlokas, so you don't want to count cases of Machlokas. Hanachlani Plukta, and another one's also Machlokas, Bishamim Yisrael. Kamari says, famous rule, Bishamim Yisrael, Bishamim in a Mishnah, that you're right. Machlokas, Bishamim Yisrael is not considered really a Machlokas, because Bishamim, we know we, we never pass can like, and therefore it's not considered a Machlokas between Bishamim Yisrael. Our mission seems to disagree with the following Tana. The Sanya, Amr, Shemin, Alazar, Modim, Hesham, and Beselel, Shemin, Salkin, and Satris, and Yantif. They agree you can actually take out the Shadows and Yantif. And the only Machlokis is by returning it. Beshami, Omrim, Emach, Sirin, Beselel, Mafas, Sirin, Beshami, you cannot return it. Beselel agrees. Now, that's not like our mission. Our mission said that Beshami says you can't even take it out. And here the Bryce says Beshami says you could take it out, you just can't return it. And the Mishnah ends off over there, and the Bryce ends off. It has a peg which goes into the side of the wall. There's no tzir, there's no peg, and that is for sure motor. There's another Bryce which seems to contradict that. There's no tzir. If it has a tzir, everyone's an So we have like three Bryces now. We have Mishnah and two Bryces here, which also seem to contradict each other. We have one, our Mishnah says, Mishnah says, you can't you can't take it out at all. We have another Mishnah which a Bryce which seems to say if there's no peg, that means it's not stuck in the wall through a peg, then everyone says it's going to be mutter. And a third Bryce which says if it has a peg, everyone says it's usr. So what's going on over here? Gemara explains. I'm Rabbiya. Sheesh land sad If it has a peg on the side, which and that's actually makes a very strong tight connection, everyone says it's usr because then it's going to be a question of binyan. And then circle like if there's no tzir at all. Everyone says it's mutter. Even Mishnah we say it's mutter because it's not considered fixated at all into this into the wall. which is not very strong, and it's not at the same level of strength, and that's that's where the machlokus is. That's where the machlokus is. That the tzir in the middle and the tzir on the side, which means that Mishnah said the the if it has a peg on the side, that's going to be. A problem according to according to um, Beishamai. Right? Beishamai says if he has, has a peg on the side, then everyone says it's Aser. Right? Everyone says it's Aser. If there's no peg at all, everyone says it's Mutter. The Chalukah says when it has a peg in the middle. So that Beishamai says with Gozer, a Tzir in the middle, you might confuse it with Tzir in the and if it's only a peg in, in the middle, which is not as strong, he says it's okay. But everyone agrees if it's peg on the end, on the sides, that's a much stronger fixation into the wall. That's going to be us according to everyone. Even may still say that is us. Okay. Please stop here. Have a wonderful day.